up? What up? Back with another episode of Trust the Pod. Uh, today we got Paul and then our friend Terrain to join us. What's up, guys? How's it going? So I'm glad Terrain's here now because instead of just making fun of him when he's not here, we we can okay. just like do it right in front of his face now. <laughs> yeah. And this is a Google Hangout, so yeah, you, I will definitely see when you make fun of me. <laughs> we're gonna have a problem. <laughs> Um, so this episode, we're going to talk about the best series we've seen in a long time. It's critically acclaimed. It's called Love is Blind. Uh, I think, but I don't think it was better than The Circle, actually, taking that no. statement back. <laughs> no. It didn't have shoe bomb. It's not better than The Circle. Oh, yeah. Shuby. <laughs> um, but what, Terrain, weren't you the first person to suggest this to us? Love is Blind? I will say that. I think I was the first that suggested it to you, but um, my wife, Katrina, also co-host of my podcast, Alcoholics, check it out. Um, <laughs> she watched it first and was like, on like a couple episodes in, telling me how crazy it was. I'm like, all right. I mean, I watched The Circle. Let's see what this is. This, and, and then I'm like, everyone needs to watch this immediately. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, my first reaction, and then we'll, we'll go to you, Paul, about your first reaction. When you sent that to us, I legitimately thought it was fake for the first episode. Like I thought they were paid actors because it just seemed mm-hmm. genuinely fake. It's like you're inside like a, a room and you can't see the other person and somehow you're supposed to make a love connection and then propose to them within what, like a couple of days or something. 10 days. You have 10 days to get that done. <laughs> and like, I was like, this is just utterly ridiculous. This has to be fake. They, they're like forcing this right now. And then, like, by episode two, I was like, nope, this is real. <laughs> so, Paul, what was, like, your first reaction when you saw it? So, like, one, I think that it was really kind of ridiculous that they went with the absolute most gorgeous people they could find. Like, if they really wanted this to be an experiment, they should have had people from, like, My 600-Pound Life on there or something <laughs> like that. Like, like, it's so easy to be like, oh, you know, we had a connection, but also you're beautiful, or oh, you look like, you know, Giannina, or you know, as endowed as Amber. Like, it really makes that a lot easier. Like, I want ugly, ugly people on this show. Well, wasn't like, there... That would have made this much more interesting. When I was watching, I, I remember watching with Katrina and just going, these people are too good looking. Like everybody's like good looking it's they're either they're either like moderately good looking or they're like extremely good looking and i'm like no no no, no. i want the i want the curtain to drop i want the doors to open <laughs> and you're now betrothed to danny devito like i want that's what i was like i think that's for season two though like they had to sort of do it this way for season one to make sure like everything happened according to plan um to, to like an extent like they at least get engaged and stay engaged for up until the, like the marriage proposal or not the marriage proposal, like when they say their vows and then they decide with, I feel like season two, because we have two seasons coming out soon. Hopefully season two comes out within the next couple of weeks because I'm running out of shows. But I think for season two, <laughs> that's where we get like the Danny DeVito's and people are like, um, no, actually I take back my proposal. I think the first, uh, the first part of Love is Blind, where you're in the the ten day period where they all are like going into the pods and like and like having their quote dates unquote. I feel like that is exactly what dating would be like if 
the coronavirus were a thing all the time. <laughs> yeah, all the time. You all, you can only date room by room. You cannot go and talk with, like, you can't go hang out with them. It was a precursor of what was to come for the coronavirus. <laughs> Love this book. Go ahead, go ahead. You mean Nick Lachey was on the coronavirus? Like, he knew this was coming like, year and a half yeah, They were death panels. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, Love is Blind and The Circle both knew. They're like, oh, you have to hang out in an apartment by yourself. Like, <laughs> yeah. They all knew. They knew what this was. They saw it coming from, like, a mile away. And now, of course, with the coronavirus, they're like, cha-ching, another season granted. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of dum-dums are stuck in their house what are they going to watch? this garbage for sure <laughs> yeah because it's so relatable <laughs> it's like Tinder gets like endorsement they, they send their endorsement to the circle or love is blind <laughs> yeah could you imagine could, like Tinder has to really be suffering right now yeah <laughs> well don't they get like most of revenue from like ads or something depending on but like how do you date someone very like I carefully. Swipe, I, I swipe right on this beautiful girl, or swipe left, right? Which one is it? I don't know. Anyway, swipe right if you well, like them. Swipe left if they look like me. Oh. <laughs> wow. All right, so I swipe <laughs> We're just gonna ignore that. <laughs> yeah, that took a bit. That, that, you felt the haymaker I threw at myself. Yeah, <laughs> yourself. We're like, um, we're just gonna move on. <laughs> So anyway, I swipe right. <laughs> I swipe right. What do I have? Do I have a girlfriend or a pen pal? Like, yeah, you can still like talk to them. You don't necessarily have to meet up with them. We can just still be pen pals and keep it like AIM. Yeah, I was gonna say this is essentially what it was like when you know I was growing up, and we're like, oh, I guess we're MySpace boyfriend and girlfriend now. <laughs> like, you're my you're my top eight. I'll never see you. Like, yeah. Remember there was, like, drama with, like, the top eight on MySpace? You'd go to school oh and you're like, yo, God. why am I not on your top eight? Or then, if you were really popular, you would have, like, a top 32 with, like, yep. random people. And, of course, if you're, like, a boy in middle school, of course, like, 30 out of the 32 had to be, like, all girls. And then there's, like, your two bros. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, because yeah, I can't have male friends on my MySpace top five or top yeah. 30 or whatever. Yeah, that wasn't woke for the times. No. <laughs> yeah, someone, someone might call you gay. Yeah, didn't want that in like 2010, but now like it doesn't like. Oh yeah, and it's 2019 in, like, or 2020. In the 2000s, yeah, that was like the worst thing that you could be called. Yeah, especially um, middle school, <laughs> which was like really rough for people who were gay and are like, oh no, I still have yeah. to be friends with these jerks. Yeah, they're jerk bags. What a time to be alive, middle school and early 2000s or mid 2000s. <laughs> but now, can we? Can you what? I said now it's 2020 and we got coronavirus, so. Yeah, it all panned out. Can we? I wanted to quick go back to Love is Blind. Did anybody. So when you watched it, did, now this was like for the first like 10 days or whatever, but did anyone else get the feeling that Rory was not actually a contestant on the show, but, like, <laughs> a secret plant that was in there to, like, just have, like, deep conversations with the bros. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like most of them were just, like, plants or something, just to, like, keep the conversations going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Rory never appeared. We never watched Rory go on a date. We never watched Rory interact with anyone unless he was talking to them about the person they may or may not marry. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, what you thinking, bud? He didn't exist. <laughs> he, was, he was Chris Harrison. I yeah. Mean, yes. yes. He's a good moderator. That's all you really need. Wanted to make the guys open up because, like, I guess they felt like they could be like too macho, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's all you need as like on like a a love show, and then have all the dudes just not talk about their feelings and just like talk about sports, and like nothing gets accomplished for the show. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably exactly what it would be like. That'd be almost just as funny. (laughs) Or, dude, dude. well, imagine this show happening during the coronavirus, and then they have no moderator, and then they're like, so guys, see the game? Oh, wait. <laughs> There's no games. We can't talk about it. We have to talk about our feelings. Guys, it's bananas that Brady's going to Tampa Bay. Anyway, I think I'm in love with Jessica. <laughs> Did you know that Jessica's 10 years older than Mark? <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? If there's one thing I didn't learn on the show, it was the age difference between <coughs> Jessica and Mark. That seemed to never come up, which I'm like, why? It's a huge problem. Yeah, that's like the biggest problem of the show. I train obviously didn't watch. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was I love. That was just amazing. How often that came up, and. How often that truly wasn't the issue that she was having. The issue she was having was she wanted Barnett and, like, yeah. hated Mark. Yeah, yeah, because she saw Mark and was like, I'm not attracted to you, like, when I first saw you. But Barnett, he's so hot. And she basically told Mark that, too. Like, she got, of course, like, overly uh, drunk one time off of, like, red wine. And then told Mark, her fiancé during the time, that Barnett was so hot. I think that that was the wildest thing, but not quite as wild as Damien leaving Giannino on the altar. <laughs> well, it all worked out for them. That was the ultimate Dikembe mm. Mutombo, no, no, no kind of moment. <laughs> not today. <laughs> I was really hoping that she would explode more than what she did. I am shocked that at the reunion they were both there and alive because I legit thought throughout the entirety of watching their relationship that it would that it would definitely end in some sort of a murder suicide. <laughs> yeah, because she just just like blow up. Like, like one of them, and they both got like, they both were like really intense when they got mad. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, one of them's gonna like straight up strangle the other person, <laughs> either accidentally or like on definitely purpose. on purpose. How do you accidentally strangle someone? <laughs> Oops. <I'm> like, <laughs> oh no. I was just trying to teach you a lesson and now you're gone. <laughs> That's what Damien would, like, it was scary. <laughs> Well, like the Giannina was gonna like fight him when he left the altar and said, "No, I don't." Like I thought she was literally gonna kill him. Like when she went inside to like rip her dress, I thought she was gonna like pull out like a like a knife or something, <laughs> like a box cutter. <laughs> the only thing that would have made sense is if she ripped the dress and then took the shard and, and the dress strangled him and like behind him and strangled him. <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't understand the dress rip at all. She's like, "Oh, you can keep this." Like what? And he's like, I want that. "Thanks. Can we still be friends?" 
<laughs> Can we be bros still? <laughs> we still good? <laughs> you want to play Madden later? <laughs> yeah, but at the reunion, they were all together, though. They were, like, one of the few that were still together. Because they're both definitely insane and can't <laughs> be with someone else. So it all works out. <laughs> they, they can only explode on each other. Well, I, that's, that sounds kind of sexual. Who leaves their job to go on a dating show? A lot of people. Dude, we talk about The Bachelor. You know how many people left their job for The Bachelor? Here's the thing. I would leave my job to go on The Bachelor because there's definitely a possibility of, like, post-Bachelor. Like, like this is a new show they definitely yeah. didn't know was going to get huge. So I would never it was a like, risk. oh, yeah, I'll give up my entire life to do this. I don't know. Like, if you know it's sponsored by Netflix or Netflix is having, like, original series, it might be worth it, depending on where you are in life. <laughs> no, it is not. It's Netflix, not worth it. Like, at the time, Netflix was like, "Yeah, we'll produce." Actually, they still sort of do this. We'll produce anything. We don't have any sort of. <laughs> we'll make anything that anyone wants. Oh, does Adam Sandler want to make eighteen movies? Of course, get on in here. <laughs> but <laughs> like, so, but like, the certainty of it being a hit was not there. But look, I'm look. I'm a dummy who's sitting at his house working two to three days a week uh, because of this, and Damien's probably rich now. I wonder how many like followers he has on Instagram. Do you know his last name? Lot. Oh yeah, probably now. Especially yeah. if like you're a good person, like especially if you're good looking, everyone's gonna want to see your like beach pics or this pic or that pic. But so you can be an influencer like that. Didn't he make a point about? Gee, how she was always on social media. Oh, wow. All right. So found him on Instagram. He has... <laughs> guess how many followers he has. We'll start with Terrain first. All right. He's on Instagram. I'm going to guess he has um, 36,000 followers. All right, Paul. I'm going to say 1.2 million. So Damien Powers actually has... 620,000 followers. Okay. Oh my gosh. So now let's go to G's page. So, Paul, how many followers do you think G has? Well, considering I was grossly over, I should do the price is right thing and just say one. One follower. (laughs) One follower? Is that your final take? (laughs) No, I'll go with like 800,000. All right, 800,000 and then terrain. Okay, so Damien had like 600 and some thousand. G is an, an incredibly attractive woman, so I'm gonna say she has 2.3 million followers. 2.3 million. You're sort of close. It's 1.4 million followers on Instagram. Okay. Wow. Yikes. See, like you don't need to do anything now. Like that is your job is to like go around the world and take pictures of yourself. Yeah, but you have to be holding like a Coors Light can label out so you could get that sweet, sweet uh, ad money. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, you just go on, like, your story on Instagram and just, like, promote the heck out of, like, a product. Like, if you're a G, this is, you just literally need to wake up and then post a pic of yourself in your bra, and then that got 147,000. What? Hang on. She clearly didn't take that picture because she was oh, yeah. using her hands. Sorry. So probably Damien she, did it. What she did was said, Damien, get up and take this picture. <laughs> hey, it works out. 
Or like, yeah, because it looks like they have. All right, I'm not gonna like go through their profiles because that's like just annoying. <laughs> speaking of, sorry, just really quickly. Speaking of advertisements, um, thanks for listening to Trust the Pod, sponsored by <laughs> Mike Bloomberg. Uh, wow, we're gonna bleep this out. We love him. He's the best. Who's we? He's definitely funding this podcast. Thanks, Mike Bloomberg. Well, I'm pretty sure, Train, you're not the person to talk on this because right before as we were setting up, I have this explicit quote from you that I sent out to a lot of people who are going to listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) now we'll keep that a secret. They'll have to like DM us to see what Terrain says. I didn't think you, I didn't think you said the quote. Or Terrain, you should just open up your Snapchat and hear the video of you. (laughs) I'm kind of upset. If this is being uh, sponsored by Bloomberg, where's my money? Yeah. (laughs) I, he told me that he, he cut your checks, and you're definitely going to get them. Yeah, where's my six and a half grand? <laughs> like, don't worry about it. The checks are in the mail. They're on their way. <laughs> They're on their way? <laughs> They're going to be for like $1,200 and say from the government. Yep. <laughs> for this- it's, gonna, it's definitely going to It's gonna be Donald Trump bucks, and it's going to be pretty <laughs> dope. Um, it's one-time payment. Getting back, getting back to Love is Blind... Can I ask, and, and I know this doesn't get talked about a lot, did anyone think that Kenny and Kelly weren't going to end up together? Because I thought they were sure going to be together. See, I well, I think we all would expect them to do it, but the first red flag, and I especially think it was huge for her, was that she said that she didn't have sex with him. And like he obviously wouldn't be like a, a guy she would be attracted to historically, and I feel like that was, like, huge for her. Like, there was obviously something lingering. Like, she sort of felt like that friend aspect with him. Like, he was cool and everything. They got along really well. But at the end of the day, I think she just felt like that friend vibe from him. And that's why it didn't work out. I, so, real talk, real talk, I'm looking up who they are right now. Cause like just- <laughs> yeah, because they were, like, the boring couple that no drama happened. After looking them up, no, no, like I just forgot about them because they were the most boring couple. Yeah, to be honest, (laughs) I like I totally thought they'd end up together because they like hit it off so well from the get go. I thought they really had a strong start. I'm like, all right, this you know this is something, and I was shocked when it didn't work. I also thought that they kind of looked like each other. Yeah. So I was like really surprised that Kelly's like, I'm not attracted to Kenny. I'm like, <laughs> why? It's you. It's like a brother sister vibe. It's sort of weird. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you guys look like you could either be like dating or like definitely related. <laughs> <laughs> well, like even that they brought their, their families together or like both the parents and they all seem to get, along really well and it was like well i could definitely see this happening both families should be going pretty well together unlike where like amber's like well barnett what if something happens you have to choose sides what happens and then barnett couldn't really answer it and was like i want to say my family but i can't say that to you and you know because they're still again, happily uh amber is another character on the show who would commit a murder yeah but at least she'd be like sort of attractive doing it <laughs> that's a joke it's a joke <laughs> i feel like netflix is like you know our true crime uh documentaries are doing well 
our <laughs> reality shows are doing well. And I think they were kind of hoping that this one would like blend the two, where there would be a murder, yeah. but we're like, we still got to go on with the show production, keep rolling. <laughs> That's what Tiger King is. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been seeing more and more things about that show that you know just buckle up for the ride when you watch that. Yeah, that's that's for yeah. sure gonna be a pod because that show yeah. is just bananas wild. Yeah, after I, after I finish Better Call Saul, I'm gonna watch that. Is it a show or is it like it's in a I, series? I, I thought it was like a documentary, like one one documentary, but is it like multiple, like a show? It's a seven part documentary. <laughs> oh my god! Are they like hour long episodes? Yeah, and it is just wild. Like, <laughs> isn't that the guy who ran for office as Joe Exotic? Yes. Oh, wow. I remember that name. <laughs> Correct. All right. That's, wow. that's that's number three on, like, political fake names. Number two being Pierre Delecto and number one being Carlos Danger. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos Danger. <laughs> Yo, rip Carlos Danger 6969. Yeah. <laughs> That was like the burner account for the ages. <laughs> Poor one out for the legend. No, but but that Tiger show, you guys have to watch it. It has gay polygamy, straight polygamy, murder. Hey, they're woke. And, and like spousal murder accusations, and we're three episodes in. Is is oh Peta is Peta involved in this? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's all we need are these environmental terrorists to be involved as well. Like, oh, like, oh yeah. It's, it's just great stuff. So it's seven, seven part series. Yeah. All right. So I'll have to like binge that probably sometime in the next couple of days. And then probably by the time next week, we'll have a a Tiger King pod. Getting back again, sorry. We keep <laughs> yeah, we, we keep going down these different avenues. That's not Love is Blind. Yeah, yeah. like, I'm, I'm acting as the host. <laughs> you are. Back, back to Love is Blind. You're, you're the guest. I really want to watch Tiger King right now. Yeah. Brian's <laughs> just a really good host. I mean, what, what can we say? Thank you. Thank you. Like, who, who did you all find to be the best couple on Love is Blind? Like overall, yeah, Jessica and Mark. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can't say that with a straight face. But Mark's worked so hard. All right, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it. <laughs> let me let me gather my I thoughts. Say, I mean, I was gonna say Barnett and uh, Amber, but man. That, like, she looked like she was pissed at him at the reunion. Like, she looked like she hated his guts. Wait, who, Amber? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the best one was Cameron. Yeah, Cameron and Lauren, I think, were the best overall couple. By far. Lauren was, like, in my top two of, like, Mm -hmm. favorite people. Yeah. They were, they both seemed to be, like, really cool and, like, really get along with each other. I didn't like how... They, we all knew they were going to end up like marrying each other, but to try to like build any sort of suspense at the end, they just kept like having her go. Well, I don't know if I'm going to say yes. We're like, girl, yeah. you know you're going to say yes. What is this nonsense? Get out of here. Yeah, like the producers were like, be as indecisive as possible for at least like two minutes straight, and we'll we got this. Yep. 
And then that's how they, like, ended it. <laughs> well, you got me. Did you know that they were an interracial couple? No. <laughs> Did not I know that. I don't think the show ever said that. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think they ever made a point to talk about that exclusively for a while. I don't think it came up. Wait. Did you know that Jessica was 10 years older than Mark? <laughs> I feel like they, like, I definitely feel like they pressed on the, on the, with, with Lauren and, um, with Lauren and Cameron, they definitely pressed on the, uh, interracial couple thing, like, wait, like, way too much for, like, no payoff. Like, yeah. they, they, they had, they, they made it like, oh, it's going to be really scary because he's going to meet dad and dad's not okay with interracial couples. But then dad's just like, just treat her nice. <laughs> like, and then his mom, her mom already loves him and she, he's like, oh, well, hang on, I'll rap for you. And I was like, fast forward through this right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, because like the- yeah, that was, that was like... They made that way more than it needed to be. I, I think they kind of wanted it to turn into something that it never turned into. Yeah. It, they wanted the drama, but there was no drama there. So they're like hyping up this like fake drama and then there's no payoff. Like I wanted some sort of payoff. <laughs> I wanted dad to be like, absolutely not. Get him out of here before I murder him. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm leaning heavily on murder. Yeah, you, you, the, the way you solve any, like, differences between the couple, just straight up murder. <laughs> murder each other. <laughs> Get out of my face before I murder you. <laughs> there's some there's some quote from a rapper that says that. <laughs> I just handle things the tray way. <laughs> yeah, a tray way. <laughs> Put 6 9 in a pod next season of Love is Blind. Yo, yeah, and Love is Blind, see if anyone gets it. <laughs> He's already kind of in his own little pod, isn't he? Yeah. Or did he get out of that pod because he snitched? Well, he's trying to get out of it now because of the coronavirus. <laughs> oh, fair. Good behavior, you know what? You can get out. You're a good dude. Yeah, I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's much safer outside of prison. <laughs> Just go into witness I, protection program. Like, I need to commit crime quickly because it is not okay for me to be out here. <laughs> well, I'm sure the gangs will understand him snitching. You know, you just got to do what you got to do, right? Mm. Yeah, Treyway. <laughs> Treyway. <laughs> I hear gangs are very understanding in that way. If there's one thing I know about gangs from my extensive research, <laughs> it's not they're incredibly okay with snitches. Like, they go, oh, I get where you're coming from. I can be very compassionate and empathetic with your position. They just hate crime. <laughs> like, that's what it comes down to. They just hate crime so much. It's like that Office episode when Michael accidentally, like, smoked a blunt and then made, like, um the distinction that he hated crime so much that he should not be tested for smoking weed. Yeah. <laughs> I hate crime I so much. I don't remember he actually smoked it. Uh, well, they passed it around at a concert. It was an Alicia Keys concert. He didn't know what was going on. <laughs> Everyone in the aisle was doing it. And he just did it. Because a girl with a lip ring passed it to him. And that never happened. So he just it, he just did it. <laughs> you can't blame him. But he hates crime so much. I love how you have this absolutely memorized. That's great. <laughs> That's that's bananas. That you, you have like the the words. He, it's like you were the script director. Yeah, I wrote 
I wrote it. <laughs> it's like Bernie Sanders saying, I wrote the damn bill. It's like, I wrote the yeah. damn script. <laughs> I wrote the damn script. I am the script. <laughs> <laughs> that was my life yeah. in middle school, was that that moment of the Alicia Keys concert. No, I'm just kidding. Now, piggybacking off of that, did you guys feel like any of this was scripted at all, or did you feel like it was all natural? Uh, it was scripted. Well, I feel like it was like half and half. Yeah, like I, I feel like they definitely told them like what to say at certain times. Or, like, how to steer conversations or whatnot. Or to, like, blow it up. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Um, I did read... Um, so, there was a BuzzFeed article um, regarding a comedian named Heather McDonald who had a friend who was on a flight and sat next to Damien from Love is Blind. And he, like, dished about some stuff on the flight. Um, including they all, I believe he said they all kind of knew how things were going to go down at the wedding, but they, the producers still made them like, like push them to do the weddings, even though they knew some of the people were saying, no, they made, they made them get out there and do it. (laughs) You're going to do this no matter what. Right. So, so definitely the producers pushed them to do certain things. Oh yeah. Um, That's clear. What's like I don't I don't really blame him for that. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying like that is awesome that they made people that they knew were going to say no at the wedding go to the wedding anyways. Yeah, I know. Like, people would, like, just, like, weren't they, like, based in Atlanta? Yes. Yeah, so they got a core group of their friends to fly in, and then they're like, actually, we're not getting married now. (laughs) That's that's the content I need and love. That's it. I love that content. What, like, a bunch of friends flying in and then having them say no at the altar? Yes. <laughs> Train work. I pulled, up, I pulled up the um, I pulled up the article because I wanted to get the the exact facts. And by the way, I'm saying facts. This is like gossip. It's literally someone telling someone something on a on a plane. <laughs> so Ooh, I, I like this um, credibility while we're going with this. <laughs> according to according to the person, um, uh, okay, he wa- he wanted to tell. Um, so Damien wanted to tell Giannina that they weren't ready. He wasn't ready to get married, um, but they weren't uh, quote. But they weren't allowed to speak with each other for a solid three days prior to the wedding. Unquote. What? what? <laughs> um, and then I'm going to read on. As for more wedding drama, Heather also said that according to Jessica, she and Mark had decided that they were not going to go through with the wedding. But the producers convinced him to say I do uh, for the drama. Nice. Jesus. That's the way to go. So so they're not allowed to talk to each other. By the way, this is like a a four-week relationship that these dum-dums already have. Yeah, well, it's an experiment. Talk to each other for three days before they're supposed to get married. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like there's a lot of controlled variables in this experiment, like, i.e. what you just said to us, Terrain, is, yeah. oh, like, you just gotta, 
you know, you don't know if you're going to marry each other, but hey, you're not going to see each other for three days, so get over it. Get over that. This isn't an experiment. This is a TV show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see any psychologists throughout this whole uh, first season. So they kept saying no. experiment, but, you know, <laughs> that experiment is the TV show. That's like some Hunger Games stuff right there. Yeah. But a love one story. Of my, one of my favorite things about the show was the vague, like, job titles that these people had. <laughs> like general manager. <laughs> it, it didn't seem like they were, like, real. And it just was like, whatever. We're not, we don't even, we're not thinking too hard about what this is. But yeah, you, you said Jessica was regional manager. I loved Amber's was ex-tank mechanic. Yeah, it was just ex-tank mechanic. Well, at least she was like honest about her situation. She's like, yeah, I have like a low credit score. Uh, I'm in some debt and I don't have a job. She's in a lot of debt. And again, that's why we need to cancel student loan debt for everyone. <laughs> For Amber. Do it for Amber. Just for Amber. <laughs> I think if we cancel student loan debt for Amber, the economy will turn right around. But let, let's be honest. Amber's looking like probably really well right now. Just from, like if I go to her Instagram, it's probably, you know, she's probably an influencer right now. So she could probably pay off her student debt off of that alone. Yeah. Uh, Cameron's job title was scientist. <laughs> yeah. We didn't know which one. <laughs> just a scientist Kelly was health coach <laughs> health coach well Mark was a trainer <laughs> just a trainer that's probably like the most sp- like specific uh, job title we have is from Mark a trainer what is the di- well uh, what is the difference between a health coach and a trainer well isn't like a health coach throughout anything outside of a gym and then a trainer's like like a nutritionist and yeah. like yeah, it sort uh, of motivates you outside of the gym. The most the most specific one is definitely ex tank mechanic. Yeah, <laughs> dude, you could see like the, her feistiness in like the first couple of episodes, and I was like, oh, this girl's gonna be interesting. And then like she didn't pop off. Like she was close to getting popped off when Jessica was what at the like at at one of the bars. She basically told Amber that she likes Barnett still. Or something, and she was like about to. She like politely told her to like go away. Do we think that Barnett made a mistake by choosing Amber instead of like either Lauren or Jessica? Oh no, I feel like Amber is totally his girl. No, you you can't choose Jessica. You just can't. Jessica's the worst. Yeah. What about Lauren? Uh, her and Cameron work too well together. Like. Not Lauren. No, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It was it was LC, I think it was. My bad. Oh, yeah, LC. I'm, like, saying Lauren. Oh, yeah, LC. I forgot about her. Yeah, I think it was... I, I, I could be wrong about the name. I, I think it's LC, though. Um, I thought... Here's my thing. Here's here's what... Oh, yeah, her first name's Lauren. Her, her What she was called was LC. So, there we go. I, I, that's what I meant. That's what I was talking about. But, um, one thing I would say is... Um, if you are, if, if I, if you're choosing between Elsie and Amber, one of them has a distinct factor of not seeming like she would murder you. And <clears throat> that one's Elsie. Elsie definitely didn't seem like she would kill Barnett the way that Amber absolutely does. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, Amber's scary. Like, I don't know if I'd want to, like, wake up next to her every single day. Oh, dude, but there's there's all those guys who find that as, like, they get, they love that stuff about, like, a girl like that who's, like, a, sort of like a tomboy and sort of yeah. has that feisty personality is willing to beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure, but at the end of the day, like, you're also adults. Like, yeah. I don't want you to fight me. Like, <laughs> Yo, we're not 16 anymore. <laughs> Someone to straight up fight. <laughs> well, where's a train, you know, or murder them? <laughs> okay, or, or get murdered. <laughs> um, can we, what about we? Now we talked a lot about the the couples that did make it to their wedding day. We there was definitely a, a a couple that did not make it to their wedding day. Carlton and Diamond. Uh, that one. Oh, yeah, that was interesting. Real oh, fast. What yeah. Did you think about that one. I I felt really bad because Carlton was like super brave and was like told him, told her about um, his sexuality and how he's like bisexual. And then I don't think she took it that well. And then he didn't like her response. Cause I guess of what the way he's been treated in his past. So it all like perfectly exploded. Yeah. I feel like it definitely was just sort of just a bad situation for both of them. Like, I think he waited too long to tell her, but also I don't think he reacted well when she was, like, a little unsure, but then she, like, blew up and wasn't really, like, you know, listening to what he had to say. Yeah, and then, and then he didn't look back and called her, like, the a really mean word. <laughs> but then he later apologized for it and was... Did you stop yourself from saying... And not... You weren't going to say the word. You were about to say, quote, the B word, but then... Yeah, you did catch that. <laughs> I said a mean word. <laughs> like, that's not even a curse. Just, <laughs> the B word. <laughs> um, so, so, he... De- so, they both had, like... This was, like, a really bad situation for both of them where she didn't handle the news well, and then he took that as, like, abject rejection and was absolutely horrible to her screaming horrible sexist comments at her um he threw the, the he threw the ring yeah. into the into the water wanted to I was now. Thing from the uh from the article from heather mcdonald um the <laughs> rings were fake unless they actually unless the couple wanted to buy a ring the rings that they were supplied were fake so oh the, that's good uh ring that he threw into the pool was pretty much just garbage. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But it makes good TV. That's all that matters. Is yeah. he threw a ring and we're all like, "Oh my gosh, that cost him like a, over like thousands and thousands of dollars." What is he doing? But in reality, it was probably like twenty bucks. No, it was yeah. like three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, it probably costed like. The price varied depending on how long it took you to win it out of that crane machine. (laughs) (laughs) So 25 cents? You know, you're going to spend a dollar? (laughs) It it, it would have been just a quarter, but I'm bad at this, so it turned into a dollar (laughs) fifty. Yeah, (laughs) it's a dollar fifty. Was it worth it? Still no. No. (laughs) Well, I guess uh, to wrap up on this episode of The Pod for Love is Blind... Is there anything you two are looking specifically for, like, the next season? Are you looking in hopes that it'll be somewhat similar to the first season? Or is there anything um, that'll be totally different, that'll catch us off guard, that you're hoping to see? I mean, I definitely want to see a 
mixture of very good looking people and average looking people or not so good looking people. Like I want to see that dynamic. Like when the the doors open and you see someone that you are not even remotely <laughs> attracted to, even in the slightest. I want to see that reaction. So you're I'm more really more of the looks. You want that diversity in the looks. Right. Now, granted, like, there's still going to be people that are super attractive and they'll, like, walk towards each other. But, like, I really want to see what happens. <laughs> they don't even but, walk to each other. They're just like, no. <laughs> right. I'm like, done. I want to see, see somebody who, like, takes really good care of themselves versus someone who does so, not take care of themselves. <laughs> uh, but they fell in love. So they're like, is love then truly blind? That's, how, that's what you have to figure out, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it, it doesn't TLC sort of, not to go down another avenue of this, I think TLC has a similar thing of this with like 90 Day Fiance and they have like before they do the 90 days, whereas it's sort of like what you're talking about. They look totally different or like what they're not expecting and one does not take care of themselves and one does, but then do they fall in love? Yeah, that's what I would be looking for at least. Train anything from you? Um, I agree, but Paul is being very diplomatic and um <laughs> and courteous in his speech. So let me let me make it clear. Let me make it clear. I want some uggos on the show. <laughs> wow. I want, some, I want some like straight up grossos. <laughs> I want I want someone to like legit go, I'm desperately and unabashedly in love with this person, and again, I want the wall to move, <laughs> and I want it to look like, just like a train wreck. Oh my gosh. Like, I, that's <laughs> what I need from the show. Like, in the same way that when I when I watch The Circle, I'm like, you know, I like the show, I think it's really, really fun and, and cool, and there's not enough backstabbing and people being horrible. I want that in, in Love is Wine. I want people, like, I, I want, and here's one thing I want, just because I'm a black dude, so I really want to watch, like, a racist person <laughs> fall in love with a person of color yeah. and then have to try to figure those feelings out. Yeah, that's sort of, like, what I want more of. I want more of that culture clash because we got, like, a little glimpse of that of that one dude. He's yeah. like, are you an African-American? And she was like, what? <laughs> and then that was it. Yeah, it was like the second question. And it was like, well, <laughs> that was it from Love is Blonde. That's the only culture clash we're going to get. Uh-uh. I want, like, I want someone with, like, an Iron Cross tattoo <laughs> to, like, fa- to fall in love with, like, someone from the Black Panthers. Yeah. I need this. <laughs> oh, That's man. I to, like, get me, get me somebody from, like, the Westboro Baptist Church. <laughs> <laughs> And like, <laughs> like somebody who worked on Bernie's campaign to fall in love. Get that tattoo. <laughs> yes. I want. I want like Liberty University had Jerry Falwell to fall in love with a trans woman. <laughs> <laughs> then it's just turning into like Jerry Springer. The show because then we're actually gonna find out is love truly blind. Yes, because that's the actual like social experiment that like where it takes place. Could you imagine if they introduced a transgender character? That would be kind of woke. I they should do see, it. I think that I think that would be great. But I, my problem is, I also know humanity. Humanity's <laughs> awful. So the person would just be terrible. Like like the person oh, that yeah. would be like figuring this out at, at the time would be like would be a terrible person. 
and they'd be awful to the trans person. And I'm like, oh, but at the same time, like, that's the experiment. Let's go. Yeah. (laughs) They just ride the waves. Right. Like, and I feel so bad for that person because the social media would just destroy them because they're like, oh, I'm not going to date a trans person. But you're like, "Mm, but I'm not trans or I'm not homosexual. Like, well, here's the, here's the thing. Then we're going to, what's going to happen is we're going to see a lot of people on Twitter saying a lot of different things and we're going to figure out which people we should cut out of our lives. So I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. It was like training. It was like one of your Facebook posts, right? I'm so glad I can like mute people now. <laughs> yeah. I literally am like, Oh my God, I can't believe it. Like what took me so long from like muting people who are just peddling terrible conspiracy theories <laughs> that could get people killed about the coronavirus. Like, why didn't I start muting them before? And you're like, I should keep doing that. I like how you always yeah. talk to yourself <laughs> at the very end. Like, you're like, good I, job, I, Terrain. I literally, like, when I tweet, when I tweet or post things, it's literally just me reminding myself of something. And that's how it should be. <laughs> the like, self-affirmation. Oh, that's right. This stuff is terrible, Terrain. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I'm not going crazy. It is crazy that this is still happening. The, 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 one, the one conspiracy theory that's definitely true, though, um, that I think might definitely be true, is uh, the reason that we're forced to stay in our homes is so that the government can change the batteries and all those birds. Because birds are not real. <laughs> what? Wait, that's a conspiracy out of all the things you could talk about? Birds aren't real, and... The government's just changing the batteries of the birds because I guess the government, because they're not like good at their job, they use like Duracell and not like some sort of lithium stuff. Yeah, they need to be changed like every generation, and we're just at that time where we just need to be we're indoors. At the, we're at the bird time. <laughs> it's bird time. Go home, go home, Twitter. You're drunk. Okay. 